0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I've woken up in the loveliest of moods. I've got coffee, I've done a workout, I haven't been to the gym because today I had to skip because I'm too busy but that's okay, we have to adapt. I feel like this is something I'm starting to learn with like exercising and working out and trying to like maintain fitness and stuff like that. You have to be flexible about it in the sense of it's okay to, like, not go to the gym one day, just do something else instead. So, that's what I did today. Like, because I woke up early, because I'm meeting a friend for coffee and I was busy today, so I made sure I could record this for you all. Um, It meant that I got to see this sunrise and it was beautiful. Like, it was all across the sky and it was all pink and oranges and I'm definitely going to post a picture of it. But that was just a lovely, a lovely start to the morning. And each morning I've started doing this... Um thing on Notion. I don't know if anyone else has used this notion, but you need to get on it if you don't, because it's life-changing. And they have on there this kind of like diary entry thing, so I did that. And honestly, it's been a lovely, lovely morning. So how are you all? I've had a very nice week this Well, no, it has been a good week. It's been a busy week. I feel like all of a sudden now it's Thursday, and I couldn't really tell you how it's Thursday but it is Thursday and that's kind of scary, a little bit scary. Last weekend I ended up going to Manchester for the weekend, well for the Sunday Um, and I had a lovely time. I ended up going to Manchester for the Sunday just to see Louis for the day and it was perfect because it was just nice to get back into a city. I feel like living like in my hometown moving back especially because of the pandemic, which means that I've had a break. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like I've lived in a city in so long, like a good through two years. And so it was so nice to go back when all the like the students were there and we went to this cheese toasty place, which if you have not been, you need to go. You need to make it on your main aim, life goals, because the happiness this one restaurant gives me is pretty shocking, to be honest. They only sell cheese toasties. It's called, like, the Northern Soul. I don't know what it's called. Grilled cheese? I couldn't tell you what it's called, but it is beautiful and cheap as well, which kind of makes sense because it is just cheese and bread. But they use, like, this three-cheese mixture, and they have so many different options, and it's beautiful. So we went there on um, Sunday for lunch, and perfect i also went to the feel good cafe which i don't know if you follow them on instagram but you've probably seen some of their kind of posts because that's the main i've realized i look around when i'm recording and that probably affects the audio so i'm going to stop doing that now um but i don't know if you've seen the feel good club on instagram but they have quite an aesthetic instagram page and i'd followed them for a while and that might have been my main motivation behind going but it did not disappoint um Although, I think I'm against ice mockers now. I don't think they're for me. I really want to like them, but I keep thinking they're going to be like a chocolate milkshake. And it's just not. It's just way more bitter. So, mm, not for me. But it was delicious. I had this Biscoff cookie, which was filled with, like, Biscoff in the centre. And wow. It was incredible. It was incredible. And then we went to this faux place, um, which is, like, Vietnamese noodles. And wow. Again, incredible, incredible. I feel like I've just been on a foodie weekend, to be honest. And I'm going back again in two days to eat more food. I feel like that's the thing I really miss about not living in a city, is the different types of food that you can have and it being cheap and stuff like that. Like, I feel like in Scarborough there's just bakeries or toasty or, like, do you know what I mean? There's not variety at all. Although, saying that, I went to this Hawaiian cafe last night. Amazing, amazing. Amazing. I have fish tacos. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, maybe that's my new favourite place to go. Maybe Scarborough. Maybe Scarborough's on the up. I also watched the new James Bond film. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. Incredible. Brilliant. Honestly, could not fault it. Could not fault it. I feel like my issue with some of the James Bonds before have been that they haven't really had a storyline. Do you know what I mean? There's not really, like, one continuous plot line. It's just something's happened and he's trying to save someone it's like an action film but in the sense of like there's just action and that's always kind of annoyed me a little bit but this one ended up being so good the storyline impeccable the stunts were so good and it was we went to see it in the imax which was the best decision ever like if you're gonna go see it i feel like you have to see it properly because this was the last one with daniel craig and honestly I don't know who's going to replace him. Also, I don't know how they replace James Bond. Like, what do they say? Like, in Doctor Who, it's like a regeneration thing. But does the storyline just start again with the new person? I don't understand. I need to investigate this. I don't, I don't get it. If anyone knows, please fill me in. But then I had a nightmare with the trains because I had to get to my shift at work and the train got cancelled and it was very stressful. So, all in all, I have learnt... Manchester is great and I miss being in a city, but I have got to stop trying to cram so much in because I feel like that is why this week has gone so fast, if you know what I mean. And you'll all be glad to know working at the bar is improving. I can now half pour a pint. I mean, I poured a pint on Tuesday and someone looked at it and their words, no joke, were that they looked at their friend and they were like, that's almost as bad as that pint I pulled the other day. I was like, great, great, great. So that filled me with confidence, that that one sentence really, really was, it, it made my day, it made my day, although I'm starting to realise drunk people, we are annoying, like it, people repeat themselves a lot, a lot, so it's been an insightful job, a very insightful job. So this week's episode is about relationships and particularly growing up in them. But what I'm trying to talk about is the fact that I feel like on social media and stuff like that, there is a massive push for you to be single from the ages of 16 to, like, 25. I don't know. There's definitely, like, a push for you to be single in that time frame. And I'm not saying that's wrong. But I want to talk about the fact that you could also be in a happy relationship in that point and that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because I feel like it's something that I've really struggled with kind of getting my head around when I've been in relationships, because uh, I'm 21 now, and over the past three years, I've been in two relationships, um, like my ex and then with Louie now. And I feel like it's definitely been something, particularly with Louie whilst I've been older, trying to get my head around the fact that it is okay to be in a relationship age 21. You don't have to be single if you don't want to be, or if you're happy. Like, being able to find yourself, grow and become independent is not always synonymous with being single. I am fully agree being single probably helps because you're forced into more situations where you are forced to grow. But I think you can also manage and experience and grow as a person whilst you are in a relationship too. And that's what I want to talk about today because I was speaking to my friend about it and it was something that resonated with them too. And I think it would be helpful. So being single in your 20s is definitely something that's pushed and suggested, and it is something that I understand why. As I said, it pushes you to be more independent. I guess it makes you not held back, but I think the notion that you cannot find yourself whilst you're with someone is really toxic. I just think you have to ensure it's the right person, and I guess this is why... People suggest that you are single in this time because you can so easily be landed with the wrong person and then you are not able to grow. I think that's where being in a relationship in your... Like, when you're a young adult, when you're growing into a new person, it's not the issue of being in a relationship. The issue is actually are you in a relationship with the right person? Because you have to be with someone who's going to let you do what you want to do. You have to be with someone who you could say, "Okay, I want to go do my master's. I'm not going to be with you for a year. We're going to have to be long distance. And rather than them being sad, they say, yes, I want you to do that. I'm going to go do this for me. And you know that you're going to support each other along the way. But your decisions are not dependent on each other. I think that's the biggest issue when your decisions are dependent on your other. And it's so easy to slip into because when you're in a relationship with someone, you can become all consumed by them. And it's definitely something that I've experienced before, especially as you grow up. I think that is another point of the fact that when you grow up in a relationship, you can quite easily become very heavily codependent on someone, which if you don't know what being codependent is, search on Instagram, the codependent coach, um, the person who runs a page called Joe, and that was a life-changing page for me because it was definitely something that I experienced with my ex in a very toxic way. And I think that's where the issues of being single or being not single come from. I think if you're codependent in a relationship at our age, you are going to make so many sacrifices for your own happiness, your own well-being and the things that you want to do. Like, it's the typical... When I was looking at my master's a few years ago, I decided to go to where my ex's university was Purely so I could save the relationship. It wasn't even because I wanted to be there. It's because it was a last-ditch attempt to save something that was failing. And I think that is something that can be scary about being in a relationship when you are, like, my age or kind of, like, a younger adult, is that you make these split-second decisions without really thinking about the impact of them like, I didn't really think about the fact that we were never going to last. I didn't actually want that relationship. And if I'd have followed through with that, I'd now be stuck in a city where I didn't even want to be, with a person in, like, the city as well, who I was really uncomfortable being around. So I think that is something to watch out for. If you are in a relationship, you need to make sure that You are still honouring yourself, you need to make sure that you are doing the things that you want to, that you're setting yourself goals, that you are making sure that you're growing as a person. I think this is the thing, when you're in a relationship at such a younger age, necessarily a younger age, but an age where so many influential decisions are being made, you have to make sure that you are setting yourself reasonable, actionable goals to make sure that you keep growing. But it's so easy to have actionable goals when you know who you are and you're independent in yourself and you know what you want doing. And I think this is the thing. This is where the stress, kind of the blurred lines of is it good to be in a relationship in your 20s or bad comes from the fact that you don't ever get to fully know yourself. You don't think you get to know yourself. You don't get to put your needs first. But if you're in a healthy relationship, you can do this. But it's something that you have to be really comfortable with whoever you are. And you also have to be willing to sacrifice what you're... In, in a way. You have to know that you are the ultimate priority in that relationship and that you have to do what you want to do. You cannot sacrifice everything in order for this person because you don't know yourself fully yet. You don't know if you're going to be together. I think that's the thing. You have to stay very true to yourself. I think the biggest turning point for me in whether it was good or bad to be in relationships was when I broke up with my ex, it was in lockdown. And then I kind of had, I think I had six or seven months between um, breaking up and then starting to see Louie and we started, like, dating and things like that. Um, and I think there was a definite turning point. In that break, I really got to know myself and I decided what I want to do and I got better at putting myself first and I really decided to push myself. I think when you're with someone for a long time like I was in the previous relationship, it's really easy to get complacent and all consumed with someone else. And when it starts to go wrong, it's so much easier then to... Constantly think about it and do everything in your power to keep it going because for so long that's all that you've known. I think probably the most dangerous time for me being in a relationship was when I was 18 to 20. I don't think necessarily it was my 20s because I definitely am more confident and have a stronger grasp on who I am. And I think being with Louis has helped out massively. Again, reinforcing the fact that it has to be more about being the right person than being in a relationship fully. But when I was 18 to 20 and I was with such a manipulative person, that really affected my self-esteem, confidence, kind of the idea in my head of who I thought I was. And it took a lot of working through to kind of get over that. I think that is something that you need to be wary of. So really the biggest message of if you're in a relationship now and you're thinking, should I be single because it's what everyone around me is telling me I should be doing. You need to ask yourself, is this person deep down good for you? Do you still have time to work on yourself? Do you have time? Do you set yourself goals and do they have ambition that's similar to yours? I think you don't want to get complacent at our age now. There's so much of your life left to live. You want to be setting yourself goals. You want to be achieving things. You want to be experiencing life because all of a sudden it'll flash before your eyes and you'll have done the same thing day in, day out for the past 30 years. I think that's where the scary thing comes in and makes boundary setting so much more important. So if you are in a relationship now and you're wondering what I mean by boundary setting, I'm meaning see it kind of like a best friend in the sense that you don't have to spend all of your time together and it's not healthy if you do. You need to make sure that you're maintaining your friendships outside of the relationships. You also need to maintain, make sure that you're maintaining some alone time, some time where you're just on your own, you're able to think about what you want to do and you're kind of forced into thinking, am I happy? And you're constantly checking in with yourself. By checking in with yourself, you're always going to be asking yourself, are you happy in this experience? Are you enjoying yourself? Is this what you want to be doing? And by doing that, you're making sure that you're A, holding yourself accountable, because I think this is one of the issues as well in today's age, which relationships were so accessible to each other. You can constantly text, FaceTime, call. You are never really on your own, even if you are on your own. And when you're seeing each other and everything like that, you don't have time to contemplate what you actually want to do. I noticed this in the final few weeks when Louis was here. Because we had like we were working less, we were spending more time together. You kind of, in a very strange way, become a fusion of a person, which is something you absolutely, 100% want to avoid. You want to maintain like true to yourself and know what you want to do and be able to stand on your own two feet. And when you're kind of together all the time, constantly... You think about the next three days ahead, you don't think about the next two years ahead, if that makes sense. You're kind of like, oh what should we do tomorrow and that type of thing. You're constantly distracted from what's coming far away and it doesn't give you time to think and I think that's the biggest issue really as well about whether or not you should be in a relationship when you're younger or whether you should be single is the fact that are you giving yourself enough time to think? I also think if you're asking this question about should I be in a relationship now or should I be single, you probably know you should be single because if you're in a happy but fulfilling relationship where you feel like you were growing, you wouldn't even be contemplating that. And I think that was a, massive wake-up call it's a bit of a harsh reality and it's not a nice pill to swallow it's just it's scary especially if you've been in that relationship for a long time but what's scarier is the relationship ultimately ending in three years you've sacrificed everything and now you're I don't know 26 and you've lost all your foundations and you kind of you have regret and that's such a terrible thing to think back on and think oh, I wish I'd done that then But perhaps rather than instantly breaking up with whoever you're with, you could try doing some baby steps first about boundaries, giving yourself more alone time and giving yourself that space to grow independently. I also think it's really important to make sure that you do stuff on your own because it's definitely something that I get complacent with. When Louis left, I had to start a new job and I had to socialise with people that I was unfamiliar with and it was kind of... I was nervous about it because not... I wasn't used to it to be honest and it's not something that I'm proud to admit and it was kind of embarrassing to be honest but I was nervous because I wasn't used to just doing stuff on my own because for all of summer we'd been with each other. then it comes so quickly back to you and it comes so easily back to you and it fills you with so much more confidence and I think that's so important to make sure that you are still able to do stuff on your own. You make sure that you don't work at the same place so that you have to interact with people on your own so that you know who you are without this other person. I think that was the scariest thing for me when me and my ex broke up was I lost my foundation of who I was because so much of me had been built on us together And in reality, I knew that that was never going to work. But it also, you are not the person you're dating. You're just dating them, if that makes sense. You need to make sure that you are you. And if you become too consumed with someone, you fully lose your identity. And that's how it felt. And so that when we broke up, it wasn't just that I lost that relationship, which was hard in itself. But I also felt like I'd lost my identity and I didn't know who I was. And it kind of pushed me into a state of panic which eventually ended up being one of the best things ever because I got to explore who I was. And it kind of, I feel like it gave me so much more confidence and I really grew in that moment because I had to. But it would have been so much easier if I had maintained getting to know who I was, like I am with Louis now, maintaining who I am, kind of growing as a person whilst in a relationship, so that I'm not saying meanly we're gonna break up, but if we ever did, I know that I have a strong foundation of who I was, that who I am, that isn't built upon our relationship. Like our relationship is interchangeable with my identity. It doesn't define who I am. And I think that's one of the most important things to maintain whilst you are in a relationship, is to know what your identity is. And what's even better is you main- if you maintain a strong idea of what your identity is, then you will always know whether you should keep going with this, whether this relationship is in alignment with your goals, with who you are, with what you want to be doing, with kind of your beliefs as well, or whether this relationship goes against the grain. And sometimes it can be interesting to date around and be with people who are different to you, who go kind of, not against necessarily your beliefs, but go kind of have a different way of life than you. It's interesting to meet these people, but it's, not necessarily always going to fit in with who you are and it might not support you growing into the person that you want to be because you are both so clashing. I think that's one of the key things about knowing whether you should keep going in a relationship or calling it quits. And that's one of the scariest things about being in a relationship when you're younger is that, or in your 20s or, you know, when you're growing, is not knowing whether or not you should keep going or call it quits. Because if you keep going for too long, you might feel like you lost so many years of your life. But if you call it quits too early, you might equally feel like you just stopped something that was actually really great and that you should have tried a bit harder. I think the key thing about knowing whether or not you should keep going with something or whether this is the end is ask yourself, why are you feeling like that? What's happened? Kind of sit down and be brutally honest with yourself. Why? What is wrong with the relationship? Is it something simple? Is it something that you need to communicate more? Is there some issues? Because every relationship has their own issues. I think that's the thing. You don't expect it to be perfect because no one is perfect. Instagram is a gallery of perfection. It is not reality. People do sometimes argue, they disagree, they they fall out. It happens. But if it's Bigger? Is it something that's actually going against where you want to be going? I don't know. Maybe they go out constantly, they're never at home, and you want to be going, I don't know, you want to become an early morning person and you want to start going to the gym, you want to start saving, whereas they want to go out each night, they want to get really drunk, they want to do all these things. If you're not like that, if that's going against the kind of life direction that you want to be going in, First off, you have to be able to communicate that because it's unfair to expect someone to change without telling them that they need to change, if you know what I mean. I feel like so often we expect people to be mind readers and I'm so guilty of this. There'll be issues that I have or things with people that have annoyed me and I just expect them to know what's wrong, but it's not fair unless you communicate that. So the first step is communication. That's the most important thing. And by communicating, you can also kind of understand your own needs more You can understand where you want to be going with something, where you think it should be going. You can have a discussion because they might also have things that they don't agree with with you. Don't fully think you're guilt-free. I think after you've communicated and it's still not going right, I think you need to ask yourself, do you want this or do you think you need this? That was one of the biggest life-changing questions for me. Because in my last relationship, I felt like I needed it. I didn't want it. I just didn't know who I was without it. And that scared me so much. That was a terrifying thought. So if you're coming from leaving the relationship because you don't think you know who you are without it, you can't imagine your life without it, then I think you probably need to leave it because you've built your identity so much on it and it actually doesn't give you any joy anymore. You're not enjoying the experience, so why would you stay? And although it is scary to not know who you are and not know what you should be doing and not know where you're going next, what's scarier is being kind of, imagine there's a net around you and that net is that relationship with that person. It's holding you back so much more than what you could be doing if you were on your own. I saw this thing um, from a counsellor and it basically said, you know you're ready to be in love when you're ready to give love rather than have your needs met. And I think that's the thing. Are you in this relationship because you want your needs to be met or because you're really enjoying loving that person and you're really enjoying the experiences you're having? Are you coming at it from a point of fear or a point of love? And I think it always comes back to that. What is the mindset that you're coming into this relationship with? And once you've worked that out then I think deep down you'll know whether or not you should stay or whether or not you should go. I think the biggest issue in being in a relationship when you're our age now is that people don't leave and they feel like they've wasted time and then people look back on it and they say to everyone, don't be in a relationship when you're 20 because I did it and it ended terribly and I regret that because I've missed those lot. I've missed those years now where I could have been, I don't know, seeing different people and exploring who I was and that type of thing. But if you're in a happy relationship and you're still able to explore who you are and you're able to grow as a person, then I don't think there's anything wrong with being in a relationship. You just have to be really conscious of the fact that you need to maintain who you are and you also need to do things that support you growing into the person that you want to be. So, for example, although Louis going, moving back to Manchester and us becoming a long-distant relationship is hard, I'm really glad that it's happened because it means now that we both get to individually focus on who we want to be. We said at the start of when we started dating and stuff, we want to maintain our own individual person. We don't want to become each other, if that makes sense. I want to go and do my master's. I want to set these goals for myself and still achieve them as if I was single. And he wants to complete his degree and do things as if he was single as well and enjoy the university experience and go out with his friends, it doesn't need to be us intense all the time, because we are so young, but again, we've understood that through really good communication and boundary setting, so I think if you've listened to this, and you're kind of, you're still unsure whether or not you should be with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you're with, you need to sit down, my biggest advice would be sit down, ask yourself the question, do you need this or do you want this? Are you enjoying yourself and do you feel like you're having enough time for yourself? Have you communicated your needs well enough? Are you giving yourself that chance to grow? Because equally, you cannot be... You can't... And what I'm trying to say is don't blame it all on the other person. If you don't think you're growing or something like that, but you do have alone time and all you spend in that alone time is watching, I don't know, reality TV, you're not pushing yourself to get new experiences. So you cannot blame the entire thing on the relationship that's coming from you so sit with yourself and be brutally honest and explore how you'd feel alone how you'd feel in the relationship and explore some more boundary setting and make sure you're pushing yourself to be with different people make sure you're maintaining your friendships you're maintaining your identity and if you don't know who your identity is but you're in a really happy relationship and you don't want to break up it's time to start doing some stuff on your own It's time to join a new club, it's time to start a new job, it's time to do an online course. Whatever it would be, you need to start exploring your identity and you can do this whilst you're in a relationship. You don't need to think that you can't, but it's important when you're in a relationship that you're really proactive about it because there's less opportunity for it. So you cannot... Be complacent. I think when you're not in a relationship, when you're single, you can be, in a sense, complacent because it's so obvious. If you want something to happen, you have to do it. Whereas in a relationship, you can easily get distracted by it. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. Don't get complacent. Make sure you're pushing yourself. And I promise you can be in a relationship when you're 20, you just have to be kind of on the ball you have to think about what's going on but that wraps up today's episode I hope you found it helpful if you have enjoyed it please remember to rate subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Anchor or whatever you listen to me on and also make sure to check out um, my Instagram account that's you've got mail underscore pod it's been lovely speaking to you all I've got to run off now because I've got to go and get ready because I am not ready yet but I've got 45 minutes That's a good amount of time. That is a lengthy amount of time. So I feel like, I feel like I'll be fine. I'm going to Manchester again this weekend and we're going to go to this art gallery and I'm excited. It's like the Grace and Perry exhibition and I feel like it's going to be really interesting. That's the other thing I miss about living in a city. I miss being able to just do stuff, like just do free stuff as well. Go to art galleries, go to museums, things like that. There's one museum in Scarborough. It's called the Rotunda and it's about fossils. There's only so many times I can visit that. It's not the one. I'm not really interested in fossils. Oh, other thing. Oh my God, I watched this documentary called My Octopus Teacher. Oh my God, I think I'm late to the party about it. I feel like everyone's already watched it. Wow. I cried. It was an emotional roller coaster. I could not recommend that documentary enough. I don't even want to say anything about it. I just want everyone to watch it and then we can discuss because it was an emotional roller coaster. I felt so attached to it. If I was that diver, I don't know what I'd have done. I do not think I would have acted well. Because this is the thing I don't get in animal documentaries and stuff like that. I don't think I wouldn't be able to save the animals. Not that anything happens, not hinting. But if like I was looking after a turtle... And I saw a shark coming towards it, or, well, maybe not a shark, I'm not sure I could fight off a great white, but a thing that I could fight off, I probably would. If it was a baby turtle, I probably would, I can't even lie. And I couldn't do that, you can't do that, that's interrupting with the natural ecosystem, so it's probably good I'm not in that career path, but I would like to be in that career path, just just looks so nice but anyway anyway I could talk about this forever please watch it that's my recommendation of the week I'm also reading 12 rules for life an antidote to chaos by Jordan B Peterson at the moment it's brilliant would fully recommend each chapter is a different rule and I am loving it I really like the way it's written the intro is complicated and makes it sound like the book's going to be really really complicated but in actuality the book is so much more easier to read than the little pre introduction so don't get put off maybe even skip that part because it's not entirely relevant you could probably read after but yeah those are my recommendations for the week I will see you all next week have a lovely weekend and let me know what you thought of this episode bye